Futurism is kind of a, this concept around um, art and science fiction and to a degree of what possibilities might be, whereas futurology is more of a scientific approach to understanding trends and looking at um, patterns uh, that are emerging. Hey team, welcome to Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. You will see that we are, and you will hear that we are on the road. And what does that mean? It means the mobile podcast caravan, no, the mobile podcast van studio, (laughs) version two of the caravan studio, is up and going. What does that mean? It means I can now bring you content mobile. And it's very exciting for me because there are less barriers to getting these conversations online and that pumps me up so much the fact that I can now go to guests that I can facilitate conversations on the road and that and that's been my dream with this podcast you know to blow my mind and now I don't have to do it from one central location I can be blowing my mind all over the place so I want to thank you all for joining me um, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening via iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts it is awesome and I've been experimenting with this podcast going live with it just going straight into content doing intros so if you've been around for a while you, you'll feel the experimentation and you know there's two ways to think about that there's the one way which is you just keep changing it up for change sake But the way I think about it is you're kind of learning lessons as you go and then bringing those lessons into what you're doing and tinkering. I'm kind of a believer at the moment of just tinkering. I guess the confusing bit is you may be tinkering with things that you don't enjoy maybe. And what I've realized over the last couple years is I really enjoy this medium of podcasting, of conversations. It's become really evident that talking out loud is essential not a must, an essential, or not an option, it's an essential, you have to talk out loud, we can't solve anything through keyboards, through, you know, text messages, it's got to be a, it's got to be a connection, and so I'm an advocate for talking out loud, for having conversations with people, and that's my dream on this podcast, to talk to a thousand people, talk to a thousand people about life, ask them what's up, what's down, what's left, what's right, what's the grey area in between the black and white, that's what I want to know, and maybe there's no answers to that stuff, but I will enjoy the journey, I will network with people, I will learn new perspectives, I will blow my mind on several occasions, so very pumped that we get to do this, feeling very inspired, feeling very mobile, I'm actually on the road at the moment, which is epic. This week's podcast is with uh, my new friend, Hugh Jones, and Hugh and I met online, which is how a lot of conversations start these days, how'd you meet online? But we quickly realized that we caught up for a coffee and we quickly realized that, oh, this is cool, you get to kind of scope people out on the internet and then reach out and take a punt, take a punt that that person and you might click. You know, and we clicked and we talked about our similarities with mixed cultures. We talked about our similarities with thinking about life itself and what is consciousness. We actually, after a couple of times catching up, decided that we would start a podcast. So sometime in the future, we, we're already pre-recording now, but we want to kind of release it with a, a bit of a, a boom. Um, we will be releasing our podcast called Cultivating Consciousness which gives me a buzz that two kind of you know pacific island dudes 
are going deep into the mind. I think it's I think it's timely, I think it's needed, and I think we are going to do it. So stand by for cultivating consciousness with me, Will, and Hugh Jones. Okay, in this episode though, Hugh and I catch up on my podcast, this podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Hugh talks about his story, his cultural makeup, uh, very fascinated with how we both have this mixture in culture and, and the perspective that having a blurred line, not a fixed line, gives you. So we dive deep into that. Hugh talks about his role in business and how he's had to learn some pretty tough lessons, uh, taking a punt on a few things and I guess the best thing is it's not over. We're only at the start of this game, right? So we should all be mindful that just because we're listening to these podcasts and thinking of our own stories, the game is not over. We're, we're playing and that's a good thing because we all know how games work. You have the potential to win right up to the last minute and that's a very nice feeling for me okay team I think that's enough of an intro I want to thank you all again for joining me on this podcast I want to thank Hugh Jones for joining me on this podcast and let's get into it and blow our minds what an awesome day where we can sit back listen in and blow our minds We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming, welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. All right, ready to go? <laughs> well, let's do this, bro. All right. <laughs> so, Hugh, welcome to. Uh, you've officially been uh, kidnapped. This is <laughs> this is my version of um, those kidnapped videos where it kind of feels like that. Eh? We're in a car park. I had this idea of. Um, us at the top of a mountain right. with a nice background, but we're in a kind of car park and it's a bit dodgy, but this is an experience, brother. So sure welcome is. to the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having <laughs> me, bro. So I kind of asked you today and um, um, to, you know, like if you could, you know, we did it via uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. And I was like, you know, what's your bio? How do you explain who you are? Mm. And I think that's an interesting Exercise, Sure. Because very rarely in life are we asked to <clears throat> explain who we are. Mm. And when we do, we have to, you take into that baggage and you start getting nervous. And yeah. it's almost like we should be practicing saying who we are every day mm. and then not even worrying about other people, you know, right. just, just who we are. Um, so I challenge you a little bit again. Like sure. If you had to describe who you are, because, you know, like there's one thing for the bio yeah. and there's another thing for how we perceive ourselves and that's kind of mm. how we connect it anyway. Right. Um, what's your, as of today, how would you describe who you are and what you do? Very interesting question, bro. <laughs> you know, as you as you rightly said, like we should all be able to kind of wheel that one off quite quickly, right? Mm. Um, but who am I? Um, if I kind of take the, the most obvious thing to me in terms of how I would describe who I am, I'd, go, I'd draw back on um, sort of my ethnic background and sort of talk about my family. So mm. uh, my whanau, I'm from... Uh, Te Arua. Mm-hmm. So on my dad's side, I'm part Māori and Welsh. He ended up with a name like Hugh Jones, so I'm having a, Boom. a, a grandfather who was born in Swansea. <laughs> yeah. yep. um, and, my, and my nan is from Te Arua, down in Rotorua. Mm. We also have ties to Tainui and Waikato. 
And then on my mum's side, um, we're part Samoan and Tongan. So um, we have quite a mix of, uh, of culture, yeah. and particularly from the Polynesian and Celtic roots. Mm. Um, on top of that, I'm married. I have uh, a beautiful Samoan princess as my wife. Cool. I'm very lucky to, uh, to have her. Um, her name is Elizabeth, and she's um, from West Auckland. So who am I? I'm, um, I'm part Māori, Samoan, Tongan, and Welsh. Uh, from an ethnic background and in terms of um, I guess what I do I work as an entrepreneur I've been involved in a number of startups the last 15 years and um, often sort of get weird looks when I say, say to people 15 years they kind of look at me like but you only look like you're about 20 mate <laughs> yeah. you know you start when you were like 5 is it and actually um, a long long time ago uh, long story quite try and make this one quite quick but um, I got involved in startups um, at the end of university mm. when I was studying down in Waikato with my old man yeah. and he um, had this idea come to him in, in a dream and um, we come from a really small town called Tokoro and um, there's not really any parking problems there but it's quite uh Ironic that we're in the middle of a yeah. car park talking about parking <laughs> yeah. ideas, and, but um, an idea came to him in a dream, in, in which um, he had this vision of an automated parking technology. So um, he, he sort of gathered a few people together, including our friends of Fano, and um, we went out there to, to start, start a company called Ahu Developments at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And it was basically around optimizing space for um, property developers and, and investors to, um, yeah, to make. I guess firstly to optimize the space that they had, but um, and more importantly was also around having this, um, I guess this this piece of technology which could make a huge uh, impact in, in our envir- in environment. Mm. Yeah. Um, so interesting that you're talking about space because that's the one thing we're lacking at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it comes across in the video, probably does, but for those listening, we're like literally in my podcast van. It's the first time we've done this. Yep. Um, I asked Hugh along because you know I thought it'd be nice to have a friendly face in here uh, while I test this out and we're like, we're in the parking lot and you mentioned parking and it's funny because there there's a possibility we'll get booted out, but you know, like authenticity, we'll leave it all in the podcast yeah, sure. and it can become its own thing. Um, wow okay so that's interesting what you're talking about your old man had mm. like this dream I mean how did he tell you about that what did he say to you to put, like pitch yeah. you the idea of a dream well it was actually um, I think it was around February so it was just before um, we were getting ready ready to go back to uni back around 2004 yeah 2004 I recall and um, so I was at home um, during the summer break mm-hmm. uh, and I was basically waking up in the morning and my dad came over to me and he showed me this piece of paper and basically had drawn like a series of boxes on it which didn't look very flash at all and he's like, mm. look at that. And he basically just explained his vision and mm. and from there he sort of said, I think we can do something. Now, um, in a way, uh, to kind of give it a little bit more context, usually um, my dad has a million one different ideas and, and he's got a few friends that he would often take these um, ideas to and um, usually the ideas he'd take would either defy physics mm. uh, or, or defy logic in, in all general terms so he's um, he yeah usually his ideas are kind of not realistic but in this one he uh, he went to an engineering friend who um, who certainly could understand how to create create an um, technology from scratch um, like this so he took his idea and he basically said this is one of those ideas that maybe we can do something with so wow mm. What so you know we live in a world now of algorithms of kind of numbers, and for mm. me what that translates into is like 
people use that you know they measure mm. and they define success on measurements you know we do right. it all the time with our social media you yep. know and I think in our current world we would all agree that it's not kind of it's not being kind of um it's not being useful it's not being helpful it's actually hurting us a little bit it's mm. we're already very competitive and it's pushing us uh into more of a competitive space you know right. where we go after these likes and stuff now i guess one thing i'm interested in is is trying to work out how we blend you know something like a dream mm. and 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 why What's how do we measure those things? You know, like what right. were you measuring in the time when your dad said, "Hey, let's give this a go," mm. because I feel like that's how, like that's how all things kind of start. You know, they start with this idea of a dream or a mm. vision or a, you know, or something like that, and then and then we have to try and work out how to articulate that in these numbers, right? You know, yeah. and, and I think we do it for a lot. Now you add in, say, culture, for mm. example. And you have this kind of interesting fusion. Um, and I see it particularly in our world today and a lot of the guests I'm connecting with on the podcast, they operate in a kind of space just outside algorithms right? where it's culture-based, yeah. where it's feeling-based. Um, would you say that you kind of went into that thing with your dad with that understanding? Absolutely. Mm. I'd, I'd say... Um well, you know, if we go back to where we come from, it certainly isn't yeah. very difficult mm. to find a, an empty car parking space. So there was no kind of rationale within our local environment to justify creating a company like that. Um, mm. And then we're kind of trying to piece back to where maybe this idea emerged from outside of the dream, yeah. as you could try to do when you reflect backwards. Um, the only kind of um, thing I could come come to terms with was maybe it was because he'd done a bit of travelling and, and sort of had a, an experience of the rest of the world and been to quite large com- uh, cities like you know like London or Los Angeles and, and places like that where obviously there's a lot more pressure on, on land. Mm. So perhaps that was um, something that you know we could try to rationalise but I think overall it was an, an intuitive decision to kind mm. of say yeah let's there's something there that maybe we should explore that intuitive decision is an interesting one eh? and, mm. and I think a lot of people in today's world are, are not quite sure what to do with intuition mm. you know I think about it all the time <clears throat> you know like um, let's say meeting someone mm. is it, it's all intuition yeah, I mean it's yeah. not if you go down the route of uh, online dating it's all right. algorithm mm. but if you kind of met someone at a pub or you know at a barbecue right. which is where I met my wife it's all intuition and yeah. it always feels like your intuition's wrong yeah, sure. you know like I had no yeah. idea that Moni my wife was even remotely interested mm. because my intuition was all I don't know giving me mixed signals and yeah. and and so I, st- I sometimes sit back and I think well in our measured world in our algorithm world how do you like how do you measure things like love and I think mm. we're trying mm. you know if you think of the kids now they're, tr- they're trying to be given guidelines and rules absolutely yep. but I sometimes wonder if that's just if it's not good well, it's interesting that you kind of say that because so more recently I've become um, quite interested in yoga sciences. Mm. So not just yoga in terms of our maybe our Western understanding of the flexibility and, and um, you know the health aspects of that, but um, more of a philosophy for how um, life works. Mm. And so within um, what I've understood from from part of this journey is um, yoga 
um, talks about um, different aspects of of um, of the mind and how um, there's a the mind is actually separate of the body and of the brain and they don't actually recognize the brain as being part of a separate entity in and of itself mm. whereas in science we're kind of spending a lot of energy and time and efforts to really understand how the brain works um, but in yoga they're saying the brain is actually just on part of the body right like the heart and the liver and the kidney mm. they ha- it has a very important piece to play um, a very important part to play but overall it's just one component right so really we need to understand the whole system mm. to, to grasp what's happening there um, so when we think about intuition um, and we maybe draw back into what our Western education has taught us. It's really taught us to sharpen only one aspect of the mind, right. which is, um, as I understand, in yoga, it's the buddhi, which is our intellect. And the intellect is meant to be sharp. So that's why we, we go through school and we're sharpening it all the time. But then we kind of tr- try to use our intellect to kind of stitch things together, but mm. we can't really stitch things with a knife, right? True that. Yeah, because, um, yeah. So... I guess the the thing is that I think about because I totally agree with what you're saying. I mean, I agree with it in terms of I can start processing yeah. what you're saying, um, even if I'm not implementing all those things into my life. Is sometimes I think, what do we do about that? Right. What do we do about that? And 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 I wonder if maybe what we're both up to, even like in this scenario now, mm. like for me, this represents something very different. I, I sometimes think, who else would sit in a car park? <laughs> yeah, and sure. try and pull this off right you know and like it's recorded and there's video and there's mm. audio and 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 I, I wonder what I'm trying to simulate you right. know what, yeah. what what am I reaching out for is it that I'm looking for difference mm. is it that I'm looking to challenge myself because I think with sometimes things like meditation and and exercise and mm. you know um, yoga they become buzzwords right. that people associate with uh, and sometimes associate incorrectly. Right. You know, I heard someone today say, oh, I, I meditate when I lie down and go to sleep. Mm. And the person said, well, that's actually different mm. because you're meditating um, and being focused on that to progress something, mm. to to be in that exact moment as opposed to when you're lying down and going to sleep. All that's turning off. All, right. that's, all that's shutting down. So you can, sure. uh, you know, but they seem the same. Yep. You know, and that's the kind of confusing part, and that's mm. why I like kind of sticking on these points and just churning them over. Sure. What exactly do we mean? How do we incorporate this into our lives? Mm. Um, do we do it unconsciously? Because mm. that's why I brought this up. Am I, what am I unconsciously doing? Right. Am I unconsciously, um, you know, being in an uncomfortable zone? Yep. But I'm not giving it that label. Yeah, sure. And I, I guess you know, just to kind of draw it back to um, this yoga term where we were Mm. we're focusing a lot on the intellect right so we're using our logic to kind Mm. of rationalize why we might be doing something that if it exists on a subconscious level like it doesn't quite Mm. um well it can't be articulated right because it's something that's not that we're not that's not in our current awareness Mm. so we're awake at this stage and we can kind of see what's going on around us but we don't really understand what's happening um, outside of this current mm. awareness, right? So um, the intellect is it playing out, uh, trying to dissect why we're doing stuff, um, but for what reason? Is it only just dissecting it down to something that it's no longer what it is? Mm. I, I think um, the the analogy is is like a flower, right? You take a flower, you can use your intellect to dissect it. But as soon as you cut it, 
it's no longer a flower, right? Mm. It becomes the components of the flower. So when we have maybe these ideas and we have these experiences, we try to cut it. It's no longer the experience or the idea, right? Gotcha. Mm. Um, who is in your circle of people? Mm. Are, are you all thinking like this? Like, you know, because yeah. one of the things I feel is that, or one of the things I ask myself to feel is, mm. a, am I the majority of people who are questioning things, mm. looking to not be towing the line all the time? Sure. You know, like I deeply believe in following the law, mm. but I don't deeply believe in just aimlessly following trends and ideas. Sure. Uh, and maybe that's what I'm doing again with the van and all of this stuff is, is trying to not, you know, mm. trying to take this thing and and make it into something new and um, and I wonder if we're all like that or if there has to be experiences in your life which draw that out mm. or if that it's some type of magical plan where a certain amount of people will be funny a mm. certain amount of people will be awesome at maths a certain amount of people will be awesome at everything and mm. some people won't be awesome at anything right but we all have to and maybe we are all that. Right. And we all have a spectrum of that, you know? Yeah, well, once again, in the yogic sciences and tradition, it talks about yoga meaning unity and union. So um, if we appreciate it in that sense, then we are, everything is all a part of us. Mm. Um, now, that's something that can't really draw down and articulate in the rational sense because mm. it exists kind of outside of our awareness to mm. a certain degree mm. however um, in my circle there's like I've got a group of like really close mates that are sort of on a similar journey and mm. they've been doing a lot of um, you know things like meditating and fasting and I'm um, looking inwardly through um, I guess a spiritual trans- yeah. seeking kind of journey yeah. um, I think my dad's been a huge influence as well mm. I, th- I remember growing up he, he would have this yoga book and I, you know, he'd practice yoga in the, in the lounge when we'd be you know, asleep in the weekend on the Sunday morning. He'd be mm. there and doing headstands and stuff. And I'd be like, yeah, and I'd be like, what are you doing? And he's Whoa, like, how'd that go down in Tokoro? Oh, I don't think anyone else knew about it. But, you know, he, yeah, at the time, he, you know, I guess he was, yeah, he was just doing well, it. Why is he like that? I don't know. I, I think, you know, even coming back to your question of like, are we... Uh, are there only some of us that do some of these things or are there others and we do different uh, we have a focus on, on certain um, attributes or talents um, I think part of why he's like that is that he's just had a series of, of experiences that have um, informed him of something else that he should explore mm. um, yeah I think I think that's probably part of it okay well let's just take a pause for a sec yeah. uh, remind ourselves where we are we are in my uh, podcast van it's probably a little bit too small are you feeling alright I'm feeling good bro I I'm mean not apart from the yep. fact that I'm looking for um, yeah. a security and I saw one dude kind of looking in and I felt like they're going to call you know what, what's the police where the, the armed defender squad like, <laughs> there's some dudes in the back you kinda, know, it does Maori kind of Polynesians. feel like this is like the blacklist and um, <laughs> you might be taking me somewhere so you might I don't know. But uh, I mean, overall, probably the lights are a bit too bright and our exposure's a bit up, but I kind of feel like we're, it's, it's a good challenge. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're good. When you talk about the future mm. and, you know, you go back to the bio and, and um, futurist, they caught my eye. Mm. What does that mean to you? Yeah, that's a good question, bro. Um, what it means to me is uh, somebody that has a 
interest in what the future might look like. Mm. Um, not so much that I'm interested in predicting it, but um, that I'm interested in participating and creating it. So I think I, uh, I look to what's currently um, a focus in technology and, and I guess society overall and, um, and sort of look at where these opportunities might, might place us. So, yeah, I'd, futurism or futurism is kind of a, this concept around um, art and science fiction and to a degree of what possibilities might be whereas futurology is more of a scientific approach to understanding trends and looking at um, patterns uh, that are emerging mm. right so um, there's, a, there's a handful of people around the world that are doing some pretty awesome things um, particularly around neuroscience and um, epigenetics um, but for me, my interest is is really around education and, and enterprise. So, I mentioned earlier that um, I started entrepreneurship in my journey was about fifteen years ago, and I can see it as a as a as a pathway for particularly for our indigenous people to kind of um, utilize their skills and and talents to um, to add real value to the world. Mm. And that, that's sort of an area where I think we can play a huge part in the future if we start to kind of pull together and collaborate. And so do you kind of mean like, um, you know, taking the old ways of thinking and kind of bringing them into the future? Do you kind of mean like, you know, we referenced yoga a few times Mm. in the podcast, you know, there must be something in the Pacific realm, you know, because we we talk about philosophers and philosophy and Mm. sometimes, um, you know, being half Cook Island, I sometimes wonder, well, who are the Cook Island philosophers? Right. And what were their versions of stoicism mm. and and why don't we talk about that right it's not that i don't want to it's that it's easier to find history with james cook and all of those yeah. things yep. as opposed to the other story the other narratives absolutely um the pacific and maori people who were traveling the world as as well mm. um is that what you're interested in like so the future is it, I'm just trying to get an idea because you mm. referenced two ways of thinking about the future mm. uh, one being the kind of algorithm side the measurement side mm-hmm. and the other what was the other? so um, our indigenous sort of knowledge and talents yeah. that you can draw upon so you're kind of kind of what you're alluding to and I think it's a combination of both I, I think is that what that future futurist means to you that the combination of both? yeah absolutely mm. yeah so and I guess that's whether we look um, back backwards to um, to utilize that that kind of indigenous knowledge that has always existed, mm. but has probably been um, I guess to a large degree um, suppressed or mm. um, you know kept kept under wraps. Um, but I guess even now we can look at um, some really good examples like Rangi Matomua with um, his work around Maramataka and you know lunar cycles. Um, and um, you know that that kind of stuff is now starting to become more in the mainstream, mm. whereas it was held by um, by people um, that that were charged with looking after that that type of knowledge in the past, right? Mm. But now with social media and and so forth, we we can basically access a lot of that remotely. Mm. So I think there's a, there's got to for me there's like we got to do we do need to look backwards a little bit. Um, however. It's also taking stock of these things that are kind of um, coming at us really quickly. You know, we talk about artificial intelligence or, mm. um, you know, even some of these technologies that are, um, that you know, people like Elon Musk are working on. 
for Neuralink or even SpaceX as an idea. You know, he wants to somewhat save humanity by, by sending us to Mars. Mm. But um, yeah, I think we should be really asking the question is, okay, if there's people like him that are creating that, do we, do we just sit back and let it happen? Or do we actually say, wait a minute, there's some, maybe there's some stuff in here that I'm not so comfortable about putting a chip in my brain at this point of time. But yeah, bro. And it's pretty out of it. It's, um, it's interesting to think that that is on the horizon. Yep. And it's interesting to think that that might create an, another divide between, let's say, you know, um, it can process, you can process the mind faster. Mm. Well, if history is anything to go by, it's not going to be the most vulnerable who get no. first in, first serve. And then what's the black market of that going to be? And, and you know what I mean? Yeah, but I also think we're going to miss out on the opportunity to really, you know, take take a better understanding of what what was learned in the past if we talk about yoga it's just an idea or even in in New Zealand we have um, a lot of matauranga um, Māori knowledge you know that's really um, powerful and, and helpful that perhaps if we're going towards the technology side of implanting things into our bodies which are not so much natural that we won't have that opportunity to kind of understand to a large degree mm. what what this vessel is or what this vehicle can do so true you know what's also interesting is um as people just walk past yeah. looking, what's also interesting is the <laughs> fact that um, <laughs> we'll just take a moment um push through it yeah go for it what's also interesting bro is that a lot of the technology is kind of driven to keep us comfortable mm. to keep us out of the uncomfortable zone yeah, sure. and the more you look through ideas the more you kind of realize that things have to be a bit uncomfortable mm, so that we can learn from that and you know you, ha- you have it today you have uh, like Professor Jonathan Haidt t- researching how just horrible social media has been on our kids mm. because you know uh, of what it brings out right. of that you know the caveman brain you know mm. it takes away all of our evolution or goodwill and mm. it just pits ideas against each other and sure. it, it shows you what the difference is you know mm. And I guess what I'm a bit worried about is technology is going to make it too easy for us and then make us even more vulnerable than we more vulnerable than we realize. Right. Because yeah. it feels quite safe. I mean, yep. it definitely feels safe enough for me and you to sit in a random car park. Yeah, sure. And to know yep. that we could probably say sorry, talk our way out of it. Yeah. You know, um, not, not that we would be in any real danger. Right. But who knows? Maybe we are. Yeah, I think, I think we're pretty fortunate to be in the middle of Auckland here and not yeah. not some other uh, city around the world. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's really, really something to think about, man. I, I don't have any answer to that. No, no, no. No, it's not like, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot. You know? It's more, <laughs> more just these ideas. Eh? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And I wonder if that's what we're doing. I wonder if that's why we've kind of connected. Yep. Because I certainly get the feeling that part of my role is to is to bring my mixed cultures yep. and to bring my uh, the technology that I've learned over the years yeah. and to help people share their own ideas. Right. Because, I don't know, there seems to be two thoughts in my mind and one is we're just cluttering by sharing more yep. and that it was the job of the broadcaster and yeah. the scientists to really think about it before they speak. Mm. Now me and you, we can just speak, and we yeah. don't really have to take any uh, 
any negatives from it because mm. we could just be two people speaking. Sure. You know? Yep. I wonder what you think about um, our roles as, um, you know, leveraging technology to, to put ideas out there and a certain mm. level of probably uh, bravery that needs to come with that, right? Yeah, sure. Well, I think we just live in such... Um just such interesting times where we have the opportunity to do things like this. I mean, mm. I think five, ten years ago, there's I mean, we didn't even really have an awareness of podcasting mm. um, as such here in New Zealand. Um, but now we can kind of just give things a go, and I think we're best suited to to try things. Where you know, Auckland is quite a safe place. You know, we're not going to necessarily be arrested or mm. or hijacked or or kidnapped or anything like that. If we were hijacked, though, <laughs> we'd be. We'd be because we're both pretty much stuck in here. <laughs> oh, well, it's I think um, I think you're safe though, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, I think we we'll be alright. <laughs> yeah. What's floating your boat, bro? At the moment, like, yeah. what what are you following at the moment that you'd like um, people to also follow? You know, because that's the thing. Like, mm. um, we're probably going to do a few podcasts over the years, yep. and and I hope it's less question answer. It's more just us talking sure. and working things out because that's the type of podcast I want. I don't want to get into the zone where we have to be the answer people right i just want to have us i just want our our ancestors hard work to get us to this point whatever they did allowed us to negotiate uh a way that we could sit here in the back of a van like that's right you know that i do think of that i think what would my great great grandmother or grandfather think right they're like whoa <laughs> you could have done anything yeah. and that's what you chose to put your time into sure but um so so i'm sharing that and yeah. i'm sharing that publicly and i want to do this as an ongoing conversation but what's you what's floating your boat in terms of you know ideas that maybe people should be checking out or people mm. you know um yep. philosophies um so i guess one of the big question marks i have at the moment is around like this aspect of consciousness what, mm. what is consciousness mm. right um, and I know science has a really hard time in, um, in trying to define that because for various reasons it's, it's very complicated and um, but within that we look, we look to the future in 10 years time I think we can most people can appreciate that the world's going to look completely different to what it is now yeah um, no, AI is a real thing and it's coming quickly it may not necessarily look like Skynet or Terminator mm. which is a good thing but um, it, it certainly is going to either make our life a lot easier um, which um, maybe we're not going to take so many risks mm. going forward or it's going to enable us to do things um, outside of you know, the safety zone a mm. bit more because mm. we won't have to worry about taking care of the, the mundane things yeah. um, however with this technology um, there's still like a massive range of levels in which we look at the world which I think could be problematic um, maybe that kind of points back down to our individual identities and who we say we are and mm. who we say we're not yeah. you know I think there's a, a big question mark to ask around you know what is this consciousness thing and, um, and is there a way in which we can level our collective consciousness up so that not too many people get left behind in the future mm. well it's a nice segue because we are doing our own podcast together called cultivating consciousness yep. and uh it's a deep one yep um uh, you sent me some notes the other day and i was like <laughs> you mean business and Sorry about that, bro. <laughs> i just wanted to do the dad joke you know try and derail it but yep. i'm excited about the prospect of 
trying to never figure out answers but trying to go there sure go on yep. the journey and enjoy that journey you know yeah absolutely and, and i'm excited by that too and it's not to say that you, know, you and i have answers for this kind of aspect mm. of our, what we're going to talk about but i'd like to put it out there that we want to um, cultivate consciousness for ourselves and for others that have an interest on being more inclusive mm. and um you know thinking about how do we win this human race yeah bro Whew. big stuff big stuff um Hugh what's a moment that blew your mind what's a moment that um changed your perspective on life mm. that helped you see through a different lens do you have one of those that you're okay sharing oh that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's a big question too that's, bro uh, your, um, your reaction is not different to yeah yeah others. sure it, it's kind of I have this I don't know I have this um I don't know if it's a wall, a barrier, or like this block in which thinking back to the past isn't too easy anymore. Mm. And I, I, I found that like parts of my memory aren't, aren't all that reliable. But um, if I can kind of remember uh, a time, it was probably when I was about 16 years old and um, was um, seeing my dad come home from work and um, he basically said that he'd had to hand in his resignation mm. which my dad at the time was before he kind of got into his startup but um so it was about 16 and he came home and um basically said he had to resign the um opportunity that he had uh, wasn't going to allow, allow him to continue moving upwards in the organization so he said you know what may as well just take some form of redundancy and and try to do something a bit differently because um, I guess throughout his life, he kind of dropped out of school when he was about 14, 15, and so he never got through education, but um, he'd, he certainly wanted to challenge himself. So if I think about you know, that kind of moment, that was a bit of a catalyst to trying to say, or trying to, a catalyst to um, support the idea that it's okay to give things a go that aren't, nece- that aren't necessarily mm. normal, mm-hmm. or, <laughs> or yeah, you know, sort of not, not what um, people within our, our, our current circle would do. I think that's exciting because what I'm imagining is people will hear that and it will give them permission yeah. subconsciously. Cool. Or plant the seed, yep. you know, that it's okay to do things a bit different. Absolutely. You know, like yep. I, I sometimes think like the law for all of its bad PR mm. it's been thought about for a long time right. and tweaked. Mm-hmm. So it pretty much guides you you can yep. do a lot within it. Oh, for sure. Like this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of areas where you can play around the edges. Right. And they're the fun areas. Like yep. it's fun, and I'm hearing a helicopter, and I feel like it's yeah, the for sure. SWAT coming because <laughs> it is pretty dodgy. But it would be a funny story, hopefully, if we're not put in Guantanamo. <laughs> um, Hugh, I want to thank you, bro, for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so and, much. For um, you know, I look forward to carrying on this journey with you, and, and to go deep, and and for us to hopefully um, offer value however we can and however uh, culture is asking us to because I feel like there's a there's something happening yep I feel like that's not a surprise that the two podcasts I've done this week are with people with mixed cultures sure I feel like there's not a surprise that the more we push out traditional religion Mm -hmm. the more we have to replace it with other deep ideas sure that um, I think we're exploring Cool. You know, and and that's an interesting one because people don't think of yoga in the same way as Christianity. Sure, but they're both old as yeah, very. And very they much. both have things that are probably good and bad if you dig deep enough. Sure, but 
I just want to be exploring and, and um, opening us all up to lots of ideas mm. and even ones where uh, you know you get accused of contributing to the problems right. I said that to you when we first met I'm worried that I'll say something wrong mm. that is not my intent but happens to line up with the wrong way of thinking right. and and we know in this world that you can be scolded for that Sure. so what is also giving me bravery is knowing that I have other people along for the journey yeah. and that it's and, and that it's about sometimes uh, it's about sometimes siding with unpopular views you know yeah cool and like just on top of that bro I just say as long as you're like, like, from the few times that I met you now, I know mm. that this is where you're coming from, and that mm. you're coming from a place of, of love anyway. So you're not out there intentionally yeah. trying to hurt anybody exactly. or, or offend anyone. So, um, look, bro, I think let's just do this. Let's just do this. All right, uh, cultivating consciousness coming soon. Uh, maybe if you're listening to this down in the future, it's already out. So hopefully you're a fan. But uh, we will find a way to do a bit of a launch of that. Um, All right. We're going to wrap it up here and we're going to move into recording an episode of Cultivating Consciousness. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Boom. That's the end of that episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to Hugh as much as I did. I want to thank Hugh for joining me on the podcast. Um, It's one of many conversations. One of many conversations that we will have. And what a privilege it really is to be meeting people and talking and thinking, even for you listening right now, like the creative juices are flowing, the mind is thinking, the the body is reacting, and and that is an awesome place. So, awesome. Let's end it on that note. Uh, You know, I hope everyone's doing as good as they can for the day. And remember what I said at the beginning, because I'm I'm trying to live like this. It's a long game, and I want to play that game. So it's a long game and we're playing it and you have to want to play it. So let's play the game. Let's live life and uh, let's blow our minds. All right, team, see you in the next episode of Please Blow My Mind. Mm